In this episode, we talk to Dan West, the Athens GA handyman, about home maintenance and how he transitioned into the handyman business. Dan has, had, Dan has some awesome tips and tricks to help maintain your home and some great ideas on starting as a handyman. Welcome to the Handyman Pros Radio Show, home improvement and maintenance tips from the pros. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Handyman Pros Radio Show, where our goal is to help you save time, money, and aggravation on your home maintenance and repair. This edition is entitled, An Interview with the Athens GA Handyman. To help me explain, I'm here with my ever-cheerful co-host and old buddy, John. John? What's been going yes. on this week, brother? What's been going on? Um, You know, um, what's been going on is uh, we're kind of spinning out of the holidays and things, but I tell you what, we had some we had some rain the other day that was coming down like crazy. And um, I had, if you remember, I kind of told you a while ago that I have a kind of a problem area around the back of my house, you know, and the water would get, you know, intrusion and just getting too close to the house. And I, I put in some landscaping things down there and and now uh, I'm very happy to uh, announce that it's working. <laughs> so <laughs> it's you know, working, and yeah, it's uh, it's working. So I, I mitigate the the water intrusion and all that kind of stuff, which kind of leads us into, you know, speaking with Dan uh, Dan this uh, this morning. Yeah, with Dan. So so just to give people a little bit of background, I have known Dan since second grade, which is really a really long time ago. I think we're going on five decades, which is kind of scary. Um, but I've, I grew up with him uh, in Western New York, and we, you know, we shared similar lives. I mean, he's actually the guy that I first learned how to do roofing with, which is a, a million years ago when I was a young man. Um, but anyway, we had a really great conversation with Dan, and here it is. We're here with Dan West, the Athens GA handyman. Welcome, Dan. Good morning. Hey, Dan. How are you? It's I'm John. Doing, oh, I'm doing well. All right. Awesome. Well, Dan, we're glad you're on the show. Um, at this point, can you give us some background on yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, I've known you forever, and uh, but our audience has not. So tell us about yourself. Well, I'm, uh, I'm originally from upstate New York, and uh, and I, I, I ran a, a landscape property maintenance company up there. We had a division called uh, Lender Services. We worked for a lot of banks took care of a lot of real estate owned properties and uh and uh I, I sold that 25 years ago and then went to key west and goofed around for a couple of years and then and then uh somehow I, I i started working for uh ups and uh and i worked for them for uh, like 18 years and then uh and then decided that that was a younger man's job and um moved up here to athens um i i so that's that's kind of the story so that's yes. athens georgia right uh where the famous university of georgia dogs play right john gotta say that you know go dogs as they say so so you decided to, to get into the handyman business how did you decide that besides some urging from this guy you've known for a while yeah, well, yeah, of course. I, my my uh, my partner in crime, Larry, <laughs> who I've you know never lost contact with since second grade. Uh, you know, he's been doing it. I've been talking. Come up and bought a new house, 
and and I, I honestly didn't have any clue of what I was going to do. I, would, I mean, I'm not ready to retire uh, yet, and and uh, so I, I said, well, I'm going to spend four or five months getting my 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 new house that you know they left they left with uh, bulldozers, and so it was a mess outside. And I said, and then and then uh, I tried to get some contractors. I tried to get gutter people. I tried to get you know, equipment over here, and and the problem became like even ant get enough people to answer their phone or show up, and and uh, so I went out and bought a backhoe and and uh, said, ah, I'm just going to do it myself, and and now I've decided I'm going to go back into it. I I owned I owned a couple of them Kubota backhoes up north, so it was it's it was kind of my thing. And, um, and, you know, and just between the, the real, the, the, we called it lender services, we, where we took care of, I don't know, 200 properties in upstate New York, nine county area in upstate New York from, from Buffalo to this side of Albany, Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse mostly. And, um, and then, and then the banks started going, well, we got this house, we're going to, we're going to put. Forty thousand into it, and then we started rehabbing, and 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 it was it was our thing anyway. I mean, my dad was a master electrician, so I grew up eating that stuff. And uh, my my cousin was a plumber, and my other cousin roughed in houses. And you know, in the day, we would when I was a little kid, at ten years old, we we would go over to somebody's house and build this monstrosity of of whether it was a barn or an outbuilding or a, whatever it was. And by the weekend, the thing was done. I was always in awe. Like, it's like, you, you can't believe how much they completed in like a weekend. They would just build these things. It was like the TV show there, you know. <laughs> they go in and build a house in a week, and it was like that. And even then, I was always in awe over it. And um, so, yeah, not a surprise that I'm, I'm in the trades, you know. Right. And that's I, it. That's interesting, Dan. I, you know, um, so you so <clears throat> the, what, what I'm hearing is uh, so you, you got kind of back into it with just a little f- the frustration of not being able to find contractors and or people that would call you back or, you know, their prices were too much or, you know, the, and you just said, well, the heck with it. I'm going to do it myself. And you bought that that asset. And cool. now you're now you're using that asset to. Uh, for your own business yeah yeah even even the other thing you know i live in a i live in a street with probably i don't know it's probably 25 houses here i guess and and there's um you know the the, the things that that people did wrong or the contractors that would come in and kind of cut corners and i said oh, i don't want to pay somebody to come over and cut corners either and, and uh i said you know what i'm just not gonna like Mm-hmm. I'm kind of a perfectionist. I don't. I don't like shoddy work. I don't care how long it takes. You know what I mean? I a lot of people cut corners, as you know, in this business. And um, I said it's just not going to go well. I'm going to do it myself. And you know, next thing you know, I I got a trailer in the trailer in the parking lot and a in a backhoe and went out and bought a a big big truck that can haul which I, I had I didn't really have any intentions on when I got here so that's how I that's how I'm getting started so that's that's, that's so, great 
part of this story I just want people to understand is you grew up, you didn't grow up, but we grew up together, you know, as, you, as, as you've already stated. But for a long time, you worked on a farm, right? And you did all aspects of that farm, of that farming work, which from my recollection was a lot of problem solving because you basically you can do and then you went into the into the property maintenance business for the bank owned stuff and you basically can do anything in a home is that correct i mean pretty much right we did everything and and, uh you know in the winter time up in upstate new york what is a what is a so-called landscape company do they plow snow and Mm -hmm. when plowing snow you're like a fireman it's really not how much you plow. It's the fact that you got to be sitting there and ready to go at any given moment over the six months from, from Halloween to uh, about the first week of May. You can get a six-inch snowstorm in upstate New York if if you don't know. It's um, awful. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so during, especially during them, them off times, like in off times, our so-called slow times in the winter that that just it just kind of happened because i i still had you still have to have guys drive the trucks and and i would have uh i would have you know everybody sitting around and then and then after i don't know 10 years into it i I would start buying i'd buy an old beat-up house and we would we would put new electric from the pole in we would put new siding doors windows heating heating and ventilation um you know, not too much air conditioning in upstate New York, but uh, like like everything, we put in new septic systems, gutter systems. You know, we turn we turn the house around, and in April, I'd either rent the place out or, or sell it. Yeah, so turnkey, basically, right? Well, so you, yeah. so as as John and I say, we we both know we can do almost anything. We just choose to pick out specific things because it's better in our wheelhouse and we might not necessarily have the tools although john as you know we now have access to a backhoe so we have to you know keep that in the back of our minds that we do have access to a little bit of earth moving equipment yay (laughs) and and don't take that don't take that out of context i don't call myself an excavator i call myself a finisher right when the when the big equipment leaves I'm, i'm the guy that comes in and uh and you know, fine tunes the drives it out, landscaping it <laughs> on, and make sure the water goes the wrong way, which which is the wrong way is, or the right way. Well, it's always going the wrong way, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's which is like like ironically, at least here where I'm at, probably seventy percent of houses don't even have gutters, which which amazes me because the, the last thing on earth you want near your house is yeah. water. Water's water is bad for houses. Doesn't matter whether it leaks in or it doesn't matter whether it sits around your foundation. There's nothing good about water in a house. John, does that sound familiar? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Dan, to give you a perspective, we've done. I, I, we must. That's a topic on our shows. Probably, I don't know. Every other show is there's some sort of talk about water intrusion and or the damage that water does over time. So to give you, our listeners, I'm glad to hear it coming from somebody else because it's. I sometimes think John and I sound like a broken record, but it's. Thank you. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I mean, one of the one of the first things I did even before I, you know, my driveway was done with a. With a with a D nine, which is a great big mm-hmm. bulldozer, it wasn't pretty when I bought the house. And um, and but uh, however, one of the first things I did was an underground um, gutter system. And and you know, hook, I had the gutter guy 
I got a I got a good gutter guy, one out of one out of twelve that I called that answered the phone and came right over and and um, and then after that I hooked in the hooked in the gutters and the underground pipe and pipe you know it's now it's now flowing thirty feet away from my house. The last thing you want is uh, all that roof water collected and dumped at your foundation. Yeah, boy, that's that's uh that's great advice. I mean. The amount of, people don't understand how much or a lot of people don't understand how much water comes off the uh, the roof. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and you just have to get that away from the foundation, or you know, you, you're going to have trouble. That's that's I, it. I would say half, half my neighbors on this street don't even have gutters, which which amazes. Yeah, I don't know how people get away with that. It's one hundred percent either going to have problems or already have problems you know what i mean yeah i don't know absolutely absolutely yeah so that's a great so that's a, our first tip i mean we john and i again we've talked about that before but you're just you're hitting the nails on the head we want people to understand and and from your perspective at least diagnosing the problem not very difficult right i mean something somebody can go out and look and go huh that's not right you know where's where's the water pool up and stuff like that right Correct. Correct. Yeah. And, and there, there's a science to it. And, um, you know, if, there's a lot of people that have a new home and they have they you know, they pull their car right up to their not even a new home. It's a, a frequent. It's, it's common in a 25 year old home. Whereas uh, whereas, um, you know, you pull up to your your garage door and you park and you get out and then you walk over to the to the. Uh, front sidewalk that goes up to your front door and in between that sidewalk and the in the corner of the garage there's a landscape bed and um and there's also a downspout so where where like it just amazes me that like that should have been fixed before the the concrete was poured for the sidewalk now they got water dumping right at their foundation between the sidewalk and, and, you know, and when you get them yearly six-inch rains, where's the water got to go? Over your sidewalk or right. under, or start undermining, you know, erosion. Right. So there's, there's just... It, it is crazy. I see it so much. And it's like, that's one of those corners that, that I don't know whether people don't think about, or but, it, but it's a common mistake, if you will. Yeah, and the thing is, the thing is, for our friends that live in a cold climate, um, you get a rain like that, and then it freezes, and guess what? That whole sidewalk turns to sheer ice. Yep. And the next thing you know, you're uh, you're in getting a new hip. <laughs> no, John, we're not saying that. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> you know, it's not good. I I mean, I experienced. I lived outside of Chicago, you know, oh, and yeah. I had the same the same thing, right? is the water would come down right onto the sidewalk and yeah. boy if you didn't watch it you were you were taking your life in your own hands you know walking no. on the, on the, the ice the sun the sun heats up the black roof first yes. so so that water will drip of course the sidewalk and the ground's still cold cuz it's it's not dark you know eating up the sun and then and then let alone you know with either the temperature drops or the sun goes down you you hit the nail on the head. You got a you got an inch of ice there, an inch of ice, solid ice, just just as shiny as can be. And yep, you're going, you're going for a ride. 
<clears throat> yeah, at this I, age, I, don't wanna, I can't go for those rides anymore. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the fact that I just did that the other day, and I actually there's there. I'll, I should probably post the video of me slipping on the ice on my walk and taking a flipping header. Fortunately, I landed in the grass, and the grass was soft enough. I got soaked because it was raining, but I, I, I get I it. You know? how, I want to see how you videotaped that. Oh, because yeah, it, yeah. it's it's on the Arlo too. cameras. It was on our security cameras. So, so I'm in the I'm in the photo, and of course my lovely bride is like, "Did you fall?" I'm like, "Yes, I did," and, it, and I'm very lucky that I did not hit concrete because had I hit had I hit the concrete, which was of course maybe a foot away, I would have been seriously injured. So I was really really lucky. And well, uh, if you hit the concrete with your head, you would have broke the concrete. Well, so but that's we all know that. <laughs> <laughs> when you started the story, I had I had a picture of you out there taking a selfie and going for a ride. <laughs> Right. No, 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 it wasn't that it wasn't that. So, yeah. So are, so are you specializing in that or what are you, what are you doing, uh, Dan? Are yeah. you going to, what, what's kind of your ideas? Are you going to do drainage? Or are you going to do, is that like, that's a part of your job, but are you going to do other types of handyman jobs and things like yeah. that? That's, um, that's one of my specialties and, and, and I've, I've done a few of those jobs already here and, and, you know, and, and, you just go in and look at it and then you know people see your mind you know they always go oh i didn't think about that and it's like nah, not too many do and that's okay that's what i that's why i'm here but yeah the, and the same thing like the grading uh, the finished grading i hit i had uh the other day i uh i finished up a, a you know a metal shed which is very common around here there every everybody every other house has one whether it's a barn or an overhang or a or a carport and um, some are finished off to, to nice little, you know, uh, man caves or she sheds, whatever you want to call them. And um, I, I did one the other day for donkeys, and uh, and they 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 I I, I was at, I was doing another job for them, and uh, I put in a half a dozen ceiling fans because they got a 25 year old house, and it was time. And I and, and I was leaving the door, they were talking about their shed, and they says, well. When are when are they doing that? And um, they said, "Well, Wednesday." And this was on a Monday. And and I said, "Oh, I said." And and my best friend sends uh, another friend in in Florida. Have been selling these. That's all he does for a living. He owns a pretty big company and sells these sheds. And um, he, I, I, so I'm familiar. And I said, "Well, are they are they bringing in equipment?" And he says, "No, because because they're kind of on a hill." you know over over 20 feet it's a it's a foot and a half drop and um and he says no i don't think so i think they put it on the ground i said well where are you gonna put it and then we started going over it and i says this is not gonna work you need me tomorrow and he said oh really and uh and and now they're just now that it's done they're just in awe so we had to cut out and, and uh, throw a transit level on there make sure everything's nice and perfect and and you know the donkeys you don't want their feet sitting in water which they, you know so the water right so was, yeah so going to put it, he was going to put it, he was going to put the shed on a slope yeah he was expecting him to put it on a slope yeah huh. okay and and that's for donkeys right so that's we, we, later on we usually ask later we ask what's a what's a really unique job you've had but that's a, tell them more about just these donkeys so they have there's these this is really a unique job i think it's a, it's a shed for these miniature donkeys so tell a little, just tell them a little, tell our listeners a little bit about what that, what the shed is, and about these little donkeys, and how you you need to keep the water off their feet and all that sort of thing, just so people have a, a visual, right? You know, 
So now they got this area that they're going to put this shed that, that that has a you know an 18 inch drop over over 20 feet, which is just a little bit of a hill. However, you got all that water, and you know up the hill was I don't know several hundred, you know probably three four hundred feet. So a lot of water's heading that way. It's you know it gets back to the watch your water, mm-hmm. and um, so so we banked that, we cut that out and leveled it up. And then we took some of that soil that we cut out and we put a little bit of a berm almost in a, in a moon, half moon shape around the, the building. So it, it went around and and uh, around the building, the water coming down the hill, you know, that then hit the berm and, and, and kind of divert. And then um, and then we we there's about a three or four foot uh, cut, you know, a place where you can walk around the whole building so the so the cut isn't right next to the building. It's a you know there's a walk around place there, and and um, we got a little swale in there. We put on some gutters, and and we took the water out back and about 30 feet away from from the roof line. Um, we hooked them underground and put them so they're now about 30 feet away. And we put some uh, washed gravel down and about about six inches of washed gravel, so the so they pretty much never will be standing in water. And, um, and yeah, they, they, the people were just in awe. They, they had these donkeys for 20 years out in California and they moved here and, uh, they, they had a shed put up there and they said they didn't do any of this stuff that, that you're doing. And it was just, you know, they were, they were impressed. I was happy. They were happy. Everybody was, and the donkeys were the happiest. <laughs> they got dry. They got dry. Uh, they got dry feet now. Yes. Yep. Yep. So that that's one of the you know, and that's that's another thing that I, that I'm going to kind of specialize in is you know it's kind of that uh, that finish grading, if you will. So whether it's a carport, whether you're thinking about stick building a garage, and you know need a foundation area, and and you know around here a couple of foot footers, you know 18 inches of footers, we can we can do that too. So. That's that's fantastic. You know, I, I I will tell you that a lot of people um, I, don't appreciate how much thought needs to go into something that appears to be so simple to do. Yeah. Um, but if you don't plan for it and you don't do it right and you don't take into consideration of you know <clears throat> what can happen over you know seasonality, um, you, you're just headed for trouble. Correct. And you know, two years down the road. You know, I, I got to rip this place down, or I got to do something yeah. to, 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 you know. I mean, it's crazy. Or, you know, people- or you're just not getting what you I mean. You know, you might pay to even some of these carports, if you will. They're they're, you know, the the unit themselves are only thousands of dollars. But you know, the, the realistic part is that it's it, if you want to put them in right, you you, you typically may, you may double that price and and have everything perfect. You know, yeah. if well. Exactly, Dan, and you know it's it's one of those things where um, a, a lot of a lot of uh, these these um, these covered areas like a carport, um, people uh, you know need to consider the amount of effort it really takes in planning to put in a proper foundation for those things. So you're right. If the you know if the carport's only a couple of grand or whatever it might be, you know it could be at least that. Right yeah. to 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 build a to build some place where you know you're going to be happy with it for years to come. 
otherwise, you know, you've got water and all kinds of other things going on. Yeah, exactly. And if you're going to spend, you know, the money to put one in, put it in right. It's, uh, I just see so many times up here that they just kind of jerry rig them in. And what do they get when they're done? A jerry rigged outbuilding. You know what I mean? Right. Not nice, but, uh, you know, I guess in the end, some, so that's, that's maybe what some people are looking for, but, but not most of the time, not most of the time they either, either, you know, which is okay. They either don't know or, uh, you know, or, or just need some help along the way. And, and that's one of the one of the things we do. Yeah, so we find that a lot. John and I find that a lot. We find that people actually really don't know. It's it's really the purpose of this show is to go out and give you some or give our listeners some ideas on just just things you need to consider, right? And so you've just talked a lot about again, we've talked a lot about water drainage, but you're talking about specifically for outbuildings or any kind of building you're putting up about drainage and things like that. And about you know the worst thing is you put your carport and you have water draining across your your uh, carport or across the walk or wherever you put your carport and you. You're stepping out into a puddle all the time. Those are the things, in my opinion, that will drive you absolutely crazy. And by the time you realize it, it's you have to now spend more, lots more money because it's much harder to fix after the fact than it is before the fact. Is that correct? Exactly. Exactly. Same thing even when you're talking about the drainage where they dump the water out into the into the walkway like we talked about earlier. That becomes a big job when concrete's not a big job, but it becomes a more complicated job when the concrete's down, meaning to the walk, than beforehand. And so, yeah, yeah. you know... By it, that, that time you got cable coming in somewhere to the, the front of the house or the side of the garage... By the you know, and by that time you you don't know where they put the electric in. You got You got to call big, you know. Yeah. Come out and mark it. You always, always. Even if you're putting a front tree in your yard, you know you you want to you want to call them and have them come out and mark it because them them internet cables are are four to six inches under the ground. You know, the, the, at least around here, the electric is technically supposed to be about thirty six inches. You know, of course, with settling and stuff, that that could whittle down to twelve inches quick, and um, th- those things get. So, so th- them are the things that add the complications into it later. You know, right, right. So, so there's a good tip for our listeners: call dig, and that is what is it? You dial eight one one. Is that eight, what it eight is? Eight one one. Yeah, eight one one. And, and they're very happy to come out and, and it's free the isn't place it? and market. Yeah, it's yeah. free, isn't it? Yeah, it's free. free. So folks, free. if you're going to, you know, if you're going to do some digging out there in your yard, there's a, a great takeaway is call 811 and they'll come and they'll mark where all your utilities including water, water cable, electric, uh gas, gas, sewer, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you don't you really don't want to cut a gas line. Oh well, wow. yeah, man, you don't want to be that guy. Yeah, you know, yeah. Gas, you know, gas lines plastic pipe typically now nowadays and um you had a you had a gas line even even boy you can't get this you know last shovel full out for for just a little uh you know five ten gallon tree that you're going to put in your front yard and you give it a chop you hit that gas line that's a five thousand dollar deal oh yeah you know it's 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 just plain old not going to be any cheaper so it's it's yeah. e- easier to call and uh, and it's dangerous they, they take a, and dangerous boy, dangerous eight hours to come out you know? yeah. So, yeah yeah so yeah you're, you're, so you're, you don't have to plan weeks in advance 
but you have to if you're going to do it Friday, call by you know Tuesday, and they'll yeah they're out the next day or the you know late early morning the next morning. But uh, if they're busy, they're going to use their full forty eight hours too. Right. Right. That's a good tip. Awesome. So that's the tip. That's actually one of the great tips for today then. So we, you know, as, as we say, we always ask our, our goal is to help our listeners save time, money, and aggravation. And we usually, I was going to ask you for a tip, but we just got it. And so that's call 811 if you're going to do any real digging in your yard. And by God, don't just jam the shovel down in there because you will. You'll cut something and not even know it. So uh, last time I did it, I cut a cable wire. That was not so much fun. And because <laughs> I didn't call eight one one, you know, I got to listen to my own advice, right? Um, all right, so we talked about that. What else is there? Anything you else you wanted to bring to the to the table, Dan? Is there anything else you wanted to say? Um, no, just uh, I, I let me think. No, no, not nothing. You know, there's just a, there's just I, I see a lot. I did a I did a job the other day that re- reminds me and. And I don't know whether this is the same thing about a twenty-year-old house, and uh, it was time for some some light fixtures and fan fixtures, and uh, and I, I replaced I don't know what four of them I guess, and four, and out of the four, three of them did not have their ground wires even hooked up. Now a ground wire is is that you know clean wire, typically the bare copper wire, and a, and a home wiring a tw- what they call twelve two or fourteen two wire, and and that that wire you know if there's a ceiling fan of course you have a metal box up there, that metal box has to be grounded, that motor has to be grounded. Sometimes there's two grounds, and and so the light and the motor would be grounded, and then yeah. and then typically that that power wire may may go through you know that box and, and onto something else and um and you know so that them all so you could have four grounds that that need to be hooked up and and like these grounds were all just just buried just kind of nicely curled up in the box not even not attached to anything so useless so useless yeah, yeah. Like, so like, like they the same people had a uh, had a microwave go you know bad, which means there's a short somewhere. Well, depending on where that that could be searching that that could be a broken wire as an example. That's just plain now electric, just like lightning, always seeks the ground. And, yeah, uh, so and you don't want to be that ground. Never. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. Me a too. Times. Couple times. <laughs> it's never good. But that ground, when it's going to search a ground, and there's nothing hooked up there, say that, say that, uh, you know, a short happened in that ceiling fan. Where, where's that ground? How's that ground going to seek? Electric going to seek to get to the ground? It's going to be through moisture, through the wood. What's the how's what yeah. happens then? The house burns down. Right. right. You know that's that's how right. serious. Or you got a nice energized uh, electric fan on the in your ceiling. Shocking. Yeah, 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 shocking. Be careful. (laughs) That would be the left sitting there seeking a ground. Yep. Yep. To be the ground, you are. Yep. Right. You're you're going to take the electric down to the ground. You know, take the power down to the ground. But but if if it's a nice moist day, a little little moisture through the wood. That's that's how that's exactly how fires start too. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. Don't be that guy. 
All right. Well, outstanding. So we'd love to have you back on the show. How can people get, uh, give us a little description of where you work and tell us, like, I know you're out, you're in Athens, Georgia, which is, folks, to give you a perspective, it's kind of the, what, the eastern, the far eastern suburbs of the greater Atlanta area. So tell us where you work and and phone number and all that stuff. And a little bit north and and, and you, you can kind of draw an hour circle, and that's where I try to stay in uh, around around Athens, if you if you will. Now, of course, when you head towards Atlanta, you know, an hour circle could be two miles down the road because <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. of traffic. <laughs> so so it, it almost that circle almost cuts out of Atlanta a little bit, but not too much. But at any rate, yeah, no. The, the name is Athens Handyman GA, and so if you search at Athens Handyman or a handyman in Athens, I, I should I should technically come up. That's what they told me, and um, the, we have some pictures of jobs on our website, and or you're welcome to text or email, and emails same thing Athens Handyman GA at gmail dot com, and uh, the number is seven six two seven two eight zero zero four zero, and that you can text or call anytime. All right. Perfect. John, that's anything perfect. else to add? Nope. That's, that's great. Thanks, Dan, for uh, sharing your time this morning with us. Appreciate thank, it. Thank you. I want to thank Dan for being on the show. John, what are some of the key takeaways? Yeah, I really enjoyed talking with Dan, you know, as he's, uh, you know, getting his feet under him, uh, you know, in the handyman business. I, I got to tell you, what's what's fascinating to me is, you know, all the, the, the people that get into this business, you know, come from all kinds of different walks of life, you know. And uh, just to know that he was a, a UPS, a UPS driver, in uh, you know down in uh, the Florida Keys, and now he's moved uh, you know to Athens, uh, Georgia, but um, you know it 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 just does show you that uh, you know you can make the the transition, and if you're if you're looking for things to do, the handyman business is a uh, is is a is a good outlet to it's a good way to look, you know, um, so. That was one of the things that that I saw that you know he came from a kind of this different background. Now he does have a uh, a background growing up, uh, as he's pointed out, uh, doing a lot of uh, construction and renovations and things like that, which is great. Um, he kind of put that aside for a while after he sold. He had the business and sold it, and then went into UPS. But then he, when he came back out, you know, here he can use his skills again. And I think that's uh, that's one of the things that. Um, Another thing that I took away from there, and it's kind of funny how, you know, life uh, changes and you find yourself into a, a whole different line of work. And, you know, I, I don't know, Larry, if you, you were catching that as well, but, uh, you know, I, I've, we've talked now to uh, several, several people um, and, and Ed Padilla uh, of our of uh, the ACHP um, that, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of his a lot of the folks there, the handyman, uh, they're they're coming from all kinds of different walks of uh, walks of life, and yeah. you know, out of different uh, different, different industries, businesses. different businesses, yeah. all kinds and of it, different things, and taking and a skill set that they have and putting it, it to work for them, you know, exactly. And as we talk with Dan, it was you know, hey, you know, it's a get started, right? Use, using using the the thing that you know the best, and you know, right now he's he, he's got a great background and everything. But right now he's doing a, a lot of the, a lot of the the finished grading and all those kind of things, 
And uh, that's kind of, you know, his his kind of bread and butter right now until he starts to, you know, continue to expand out. So, right. you know, if you've got this background, you've got you've got a good uh, opportunity got a good way to make a living. Yeah, you've got yeah. an opportunity. Yeah, I, I one of the things I took away out of this conversation, along with just the use of skills that already, already existed, was just his his ability to want his desire, I guess I want to say, to do really quality work, and also having some situational awareness, which which uh, you know we t- you and I talk about it all the time, but we go in and you know we shake our heads and and we had a long conversation, folks. Just so you understand, we had a long conversation afterwards, just kind of trade talk, talking about jobs and this and that, and we all three of us i think we're sitting in the in our chairs shaking our heads going god you know it's the same everywhere like everybody's seeing the same thing and these guys come in and they do they do you know basically substandard work i don't want to say it's 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 good work for what they're doing but they they miss the they miss the situational awareness they they do something and they don't realize it causes stress for in a different area and and we all three of us had said basically the same thing well who's going to finish it is it going to be you or is it going to be me you know kind of thing and we traded some stories on that Mm-hmm. But um, definitely, when when you listen to Dan talk, you, he's got this idea. He he understands what the goal is of the project. And folks, if you're out there and you're trying to hire a contractor, make sure they understand what you're really trying to do. Understand, you know, in in Dan's case, they could have just dropped that shed and been done with it, and that would have been a mess. It would have been a terrible mess. It would have been awful. And so, you know, situational awareness. Get get people out there. That was really one of my other big takeaways out of here. Did you have anything to add, John? Was there anything else? No, I think that's I think that's absolutely right. You know, do the job, do it right, and um, you know, I, I think that it's uh, you know, it's it's all about it's all about customer service and being and being able to you know complete the job and as you as you walk away, um, you know, it's uh, it's a good feeling that you did it right. Yeah, and that I you think did that's, it right. that's what I was getting. That's what I was getting out of uh, that conversation. Yeah, coming out of that conversation, John. You know, that spaceship. Do you think that they do a good job, or do they just take it apart and leave it? What do you think? <laughs> well, you know that that's that spaceship. Uh, you know, he uh, he was in. He was he landed by my mailbox. He was delivering UPS packages, <laughs> and uh, you know, and he asked me, "Hey, man, um, how do I get out of this? I want to be a handyman." So. <laughs> Well, awesome. Well, folks, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please send us an email, questions at handymanprosradioshow.com. You can go on our website. You can actually leave a voice message. Uh, you can go. That's at handymanprosradioshow.com. You can join our Facebook at Handyman Pros. We're also on Twitter at Handyman Radio. We love the interaction. And, and uh, two, I'm going to throw it out there, folks. If you would like to be interviewed, please send us an email. We would love to have some conversations with some of our listeners just about this, that, or the next thing. It's just some of the some of your concerns, what what your challenges are, all of those kinds of things. So with that, we are going to see you next week. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've enjoyed this podcast and have derived some value from it, here's four things you can do. One, tell your friends about this podcast. Two, hit subscribe on your podcast player. While you're there, leave us a review. Three, subscribe to our newsletter by going to handymanprosradioshow.com and click on the subscribe button. We'll inform you of upcoming events, shows, and give you actionable tips for maintaining your home and property. And four, send us an email with your questions to questions at handymanprosradioshow.com. That's handymanprosradioshow.com. That's our show for this week. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week on the Handyman Pros Radio Show. 